Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Newton. I'm with Peer-to-Peer Partners, and welcome to the P2P podcast. Uh, today, our topic is uh, ABM and uh, partner co-sell enablement. And believe it or not, it is December 23rd, 2019. As 2019 uh, comes to a, a final conclusion. can't believe I'm, I'm saying that. Um, today, we will be talking about account-based marketing and uh, partner co-sell enablement in your ecosystem. Got a very special guest with us today, Fabian uh, Ekstrom French, uh, VP of Partnerships at uh, Madison Logic. So uh, we're really happy to uh, have Fabian with us. Um, we're we really wanted today to dive into the whole issue of account-based marketing and uh, co-sell enablement in your ecosystem, particularly for cloud software companies in in this space whether you want to call it MarTech or sales automation or just that, that whole ecosystem where there appear to be over 6,500 reported software vendors and everyone is trying to get a piece of the pie. Smaller upstart companies are trying to compete with the huge platform companies and it's, uh, it's a very, very challenging space out there. So we, we have vendors that um, are have their own account-based marketing plan. Uh, they're trying to uh, develop their ecosystem and their partnerships. They're trying to co-sell with, uh, with these partners, whether they be a tech partner or um, some kind of an ISV or consultant or, or other influencer with, that they've identified within the, the ecosystem. But it given the amount of players, the complexity that, that goes on, in order to bring together a solution that really makes sense and, and addresses uh, your ICP and, uh, and, and provides a, a solution where you can knock out some of the, the big guys in, in the space, it, it, it is, um, it is dr- difficult. And so we, we really, as part of this series, we wanted to bring in a a pro who um, who really uh, deals with this uh, on a day-to-day basis. So, after kind of having said that, uh, Fabian, welcome to the uh, the P2P podcast, and thanks for making time just on the eve of Christmas. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Thank you for having me. <clears throat> yeah, we, we we really appreciate it. I can't believe it's uh, it is almost Christmas. Hope you got your uh, shopping all done and uh, that you're ready to to shut things down uh, in, in time and have a great time with your family. I wish I could say that I'd gotten all of my shopping done, but uh, <laughs> dreams, are, dreams are free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, you still got a, a, a day left. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. so, um, yeah, so I kind of laid out the, out the, the, the business problem and, uh, and the, the challenges that are facing cloud software vendors today, particularly in this fire, an environment where you want to get uh, and you've identified, you know, other partners and other solutions that really that that touch uh, your application and you just know the best way to to go about selling a solution getting in front of a customer is uh, is cobbling and, and putting together this layer cake if you will and uh, and, and presenting it to um, to the to the the, 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 the end customer and, um, and 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 bringing that forward and just how you go about it um, as a as a uh, ecosystem partner professional and uh, some of the challenges and, and what you've found is uh, has worked for you in 2019 and maybe where you're going a little bit in uh, in in 2020. So 
that was um, that was kind of the, the the goal of today. You know, maybe get into partner attribution, how you kind of make sense of who's of value and uh, and and how that that all all works for you. So how does uh, how does that sound? Sounds good to me. So I think uh, in terms of sort of strategically working together with uh, strategic partners and thinking about you know how can we most uh, extrapolate the most value out of this relationship, uh, there are a number of different approaches that you can take. So whether it is looking at uh, the partnership on the basis of sort of strictly channel partnership or referral basis where you're counting just the revenue that was directly referred through um, and kind of that sourced revenue uh, from sort of sourced sales influence standpoint or sales source standpoint um, or at the other end of the spectrum looking at partnerships and more more of a broad scope and and trying to understand you know what was the value of all of the co-marketing that we did um, across the 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 whole year uh, and how did that impact not just revenue but value to the customers and i think one of the things that is really important when you start to think about these these partnerships uh, when you're going to market and um, helping to support your your shared clients so first of all i think you've got to make sure that you have identified that yes we share sort of an ideal customer profile and, and that's not to say that necessarily you're matched on all um, scenarios one of the one of the big advantages of working with a partner is that <clears throat> maybe the partner has access to new markets that you don't currently uh, have a lot of presence sure. in. So that could be new geographies or new industries. Uh, that could be even just new named brands if you're looking at sort of big logos. Um, <clears throat> so, But being very clear that uh, sort of at the end user level that the buying persona uh, is is similar. So aligning on that ideal customer profile, I think is key because if you're, say selling a um, a sales solution or uh, in, in my uh, sort of in my space it's marketing technology solutions and you go to market with someone who may sell into the same industries or the same organizations but is selling a an IT solution or um, a human resources solution it might be a little bit of a challenge in terms of uh, really tapping into those those end users and those buyers. So making sure that you're aligned on that ideal customer profile, I think is key. And then once you've aligned on that, really establishing that there is a true and solid joint value proposition, I think is is really key. So um, <clears throat> what, what I typically will do when working with a partner is establish those things first, because sometimes a, a partnership might sound appealing. Um, it may at the surface level look like you have really strong uh, or feel like you have a, a strong joint value prop, but really sort of um, digging in and validating that there is a strong value prop, I think is, is really key. <clears throat> and, right. then, and then in terms of like actually activating that, there's a whole bunch of different layers, right? So it's not just aligning the sales team, which I think is really important, um, <clears throat> but it's aligning the marketing initiatives. And you know, if you're two technology companies coming together, it's aligning the product teams for, for building out an integration. Uh, <clears throat> and then when it does come to measuring, measuring the performance of the partnership, it's looking at, again, revenue, obviously, you know, sales influence, whether that's uh, on sourced referrals or otherwise influenced sales uh, activity or marketing initiatives. Being able to measure that clearly is, is really key. Um, 
but looking as well at you know uh what is what is the added value that we're that we're bringing like is the joint value prop purely the the synergies that come from layering on uh my product offering with your product offering um sort of wholesale without any special work or is there more value that's going to be able to be added if we go ahead and um, build an integration where your product is actually able to leverage my product's data uh, or vice versa in order to execute. Uh, Can I ask you a question? At, mm -hmm. yeah. so at, at that point, so if you acknowledge that maybe your, um, your value when you're just uh, selling, say, Madison Logic um, as a standalone versus now you're going in with a partner and you've got this, this joint value proposition that might uh, do more things or different things, it, it's just a different solution at the end of the day. Um, how do you align the sales teams then um, so that they understand what it is you're, you're selling and now that there's some nuances and the playbook might be a little bit different? Yeah, excellent question. So I think the first thing we do is obviously like establish, agree upon and formalize that joint value proposition. Um, and that's often where, you know, first of all, it's at the partner alliances <clears throat> team level where you're aligning, aligning on what you think it is. And then depending on the level of, uh, of value prop, uh, you'll typically pull in marketing, product marketing around just making sure that we're, you're sort of on message and um, consistent with, with both organizations' uh, broader marketing message. Uh, and if there isn't a technical integration, then there's a, a whole other layer of pulling in product and, and getting the product teams aligned and, and building that whole thing out. But once you've got to that point, <clears throat> uh, the next step is very much like before you actually go and activate the partnership at the sales level, there needs to be necessarily uh, training of the sales teams on both sides. And that's, again, it's working together in partnership with your partner and jointly training the partner sales team on your product and jointly with the partner training your sales team on the partner's product um, as well as the with a very strong focus on that joint value prop <clears throat> and i think that's that's the key thing so like establish joint value prop train the sales team on the joint value prop uh, and then at that point then you can align on accounts so Typically, I, where I like to start is, you know, uh, the lowest hanging fruit are those mutual accounts where they're, they're already a customer of, of both parties. And given that at that early stage of the, the partner identification process, you've established that you have a, a shared ideal customer profile. And part of that is often seeing like, what level of customer overlap do we have? So, you know, typically what I'll do is I'll get a non-disclosure agreement in place and we'll sort of take a look at each other's account lists and see where what level of overlap there is, both in terms of current customers, current clients, and prospective target accounts. Um, but if there's a strong overlap of existing customers, it's working with, the, the first step that I find most valuable is working with those mutual customers that might be buying from me and also from my partner, and uh, work aligning those reps that own those accounts to see if they can better sell uh, or upsell or cross-sell um, additional value that that comes together through um, through this partnership, or even if there's not even a necessarily um, a, a direct sales um, opportunity immediately, just being able to validate with those customers that hey, yes, we see this value here, and we see how we're now going to be able to drive more value with the existing 
spend that we have with both partner, just making those existing customers stickier is a really strong piece, as well as validating with your respective sales teams that yes, this partnership is valuable. And if I can get other clients to, uh, to work with this partner together, we're going to see more success. And that's not just uh, stickier customers that aren't churning, but it's customers that tend to spend more, um, speak more, uh, more positively about you in the marketplace and, and then obviously um, refer other help, help bring other logos on. Right. So kind of going after the friendly fire, getting into a conversation with somebody that already knows and likes you and, uh, and le learning about the, the solution that you think you might have, uh, have a, a good chance of really taking. I really, yeah, I really find that that approach is yep. the, the, not just the easiest, but also the highest value because yep. it's very easy to say, Oh, look, um, there's this big new opportunity here with our partners. And it, it's true. I mean, you're unlocking, a whole new customer base with when you when you go into a partnership with another organization you know they have their thousands of, of customers or, or hundreds or thousands of, of clients that that all represent great new logo um, acquisition opportunities and they do and the long, and that is the long game but in the short term there is a lot of value within that existing mutual customer base mm -hmm. uh, that that can still be exploited but also just uh, proving to the, both the customer and to the sales team to, to generate that buy-in that the combined value is greater than the sum of its parts. So I think that's where you really get that competitive edge as well. Yep. Yeah. We've all been down that rat hole. Uh, if you build it, uh, they will come and you find out that uh, they didn't come after all. <laughs> no one, no one wants to want, wants to live that pain. So yeah, I, I exactly. So yeah, I think the earlier that you can actually validate that value proposition, yeah. the better. Um, yeah. And so I think getting back to like sort of the way that I view partnerships and the way that I sort of think that partnerships uh, and strategic alliances help businesses be successful, it really comes to kind of like adding that value, making um, at the client level, right? So that that true strong going value prop. But then it's, there are these other more selfish benefits, right? So adding value to the clients, that's great for everyone. Um, but also sort of from the partner, partner standpoint, it's helping to amplify both your brand and your partner's brand, right? Um, it opens up a new client base for both partners. Yep. Uh, it, it makes both partners stickier. It helps to speed up that deal cycle. So accelerate the deal cycle. Uh, and it also tends to result in larger deals. So the, the end game is you're generating more revenue, but it's just the way that you get there um, that I think is really key. Yep. For sure. So if, um, if you're involved with um, the sourcing of new partners and uh, the NDA and getting them onboarded and getting the, the sales teams lined up and, and, and training and that, that kind of stuff, once you're, you're pretty much set and you've got your sales motions, they're starting to roll and you got leads and, and things are, are starting to really happen, do you then sort of hand over the, uh, the responsibility of, of really the, the sales enablement um, uh, at, at that point to the to your internal sales teams or how do how do you align your, yourself uh, at that point once, once you yeah that's a that's a that's an excellent question I think it's something that I've seen done differently at different places yeah, so yeah. you know um, where I am today I do it slightly differently to, to where I did it previously but oftentimes you know where the resources exist um, if you have a um, 
a dedicated person on the partnerships team who's able to be devoted to, to training and enabling the sales team, that's amazing. Oftentimes that doesn't exist. Uh, and then it typically will fall on kind of like product marketing um, or, or the burden gets split between the, the partnerships team and the sales team. But I think the key responsibility from, for the partnership professionals is to be sure that it's actually being done. So to being sort of uh, held accountable, uh, whether they're doing it themselves or, or helping to make sure that someone else does. Gotcha. Okay, cool. And then when you, you mentioned kind of doing uh, some um, analysis of mutual accounts and uh, where the overlaps are and the targets are and all that stuff, do you, uh, do you use any, any technology? Do you use any account mapping um, applications or how do you, uh, yeah. do you do that? So I've been through sort of, I've looked at several technologies. I've spent many years using uh, Google Sheets or Excel spreadsheets uh, <laughs> To, and VLOOKUPs and, and really fun things where you're spending a lot of time uh, reading lines, lines by lines um, or trying to find the, the correct uh, pivot. Uh, but what I've most recently uh, come across is a software called Partner Chat that I find really valuable. So um, that is, it literally just plugs into your CRM and you can pull in your, uh, you can pull in all of your clients and and the ones that you want to share with your partner and uh, and you can see where you have mutual customers and mutual targets and where your targets are your customers, uh, your, your partner's customer and vice versa, which, which sort of helps to streamline that whole account mapping process. And so that's a, that's a tool that I really um, have enjoyed using. Right. Good. Okay. That that's terrific. Yeah. Cause the, it would, it would appear that the ABM, the whole methodology and then, and co-selling and then, um, and then using something like partner tap, they just kind of flow together and, um, and it, it just seems like to be a, a terrific world having all of that, uh, th those applications working together, enabling the teams to, uh, to do their job uh, easier, faster, better and getting off the spreadsheets and all that craziness. I I totally agree. I think sort of working in the marketing technology space and specifically right now, you know, at a, an account-based marketing organization, uh, an account-based approach to partnerships is always essential, right? Like it's, it's, it's true in all B2B scenarios, but in partnerships specifically, like there really is a very, there, you know, there's a limited number of organizations with which you can effectively partner, you know, not every, not every prospective partner is a good partner. And I think being able to identify which ones are a good match and which ones are not is really key. Definitely, definitely. Great, good. Okay, well, in the interest of time, uh, maybe you could give us um, a little bit of feedback. The, uh, the listeners are always uh, really in, interested in what conferences um, you find of value, um, sort of the, the social apps that, that you use to kind of stay plugged into the both your um, your ecosystem as well as just the the industry and, uh, and and being a VP of partnerships, kind of what what do you find of value in uh, in all of those? Yeah, so I think starting with the conferences, uh, there are so many conferences, and it's so hard to yeah. choose sort of yeah. where which ones do you dedicate your time and resources to? Um, you know, for me, and I think it's going to depend on the you know, the industry that you're operating in. For me, in the marketing technology space, it's been really interesting. Um, for me, I've, I've always kind of attended 
the Dreamforce, which is the, the Salesforce conference, which is huge in San Francisco every year. Um, Adobe Summit, or formerly Marketo's Marketing Nation, has always been really big. HubSpot's inbound, um, Oracle's customer experience conference. Those really big ones, uh, but there are so many smaller ones. Um, and then, you know, you really just need to know, you, you know, the specific space that you're operating in. Uh, and, and sort of seek those out, but also um, analyst conferences. So, you know, I find serious decisions and serious decisions take are two that I really like, but there are, again, so many, uh, so many that, uh, that provide value. Uh, <clears throat> and then from a software standpoint, uh, a social networking software, uh, there, you know, I think, well, Partner tap I sort of talked about as a software already, but in terms of like social networking software, uh, LinkedIn, the the uh, the app. I know it's obvious, but that's that's huge. And um, are there any groups also, uh, within any groups within LinkedIn that you uh, you use that you hang out in? Yeah, there are, and uh, I'm going to get the name wrong. Um, um, let me. Uh, yeah, no, there, there definitely are a couple. There's, there's also some groups. There are also some groups uh, inside of Slack. So, um, there, yeah. So, I've looked at a couple of groups. One of them uh, is the SaaS partner programs, uh, and you know, there's. I think if you search, search by keyword, both on LinkedIn um, and, and other forums, there are, there are some really good groups around. Um, so yeah, I find those I find those ones really really interesting. Where you can kind of just put put on a post the description of your problem that you're having, and immediately you'll get reactions from other professionals that are experiencing exactly the same problem and have uh, various different approaches and sort of are able to explain how they've dealt with similar problems. Yep. Yep. Interesting. That that's great. Nice. So. Um... We're we're at Christmas. Um, someone in your position, you probably travel lots and everything. So, what do you do, kind of over <clears throat> over the holiday season, just kind of wind down and just uh, just enjoy yourself? Yeah. So, um, I do travel a lot. <laughs> so this yeah. year, uh, I've got my my mom's in town. So oh, we're nice. we're yeah we're spending the uh, the holidays at we have a cabin just outside of Seattle. So we're uh, spending it in the snow and doing a lot of skiing, hopefully. Nice. nice. That, that, that's wonderful. So I put up um, a slide just uh, from off of your, your website so people can find out more about uh, Madison Logic and uh, the application um, that you, you have there. Also, if, they, uh, if people wanted to reach out and if they have any specific questions, I've got your email on there and a, and a phone number and uh, your LinkedIn so people can, uh, can reach out to you with any, any specific questions. Great. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fabulous. Well, thank you very very much for for joining us today. Um, really appreciate the the, the time and uh, wish you all the best heading into. I can't believe I'm going to say it, but 2020. I know. On onward new, and upward. New decade, great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, thanks again, Tom. Have a great holiday, and uh, we'll we'll talk in the new year. Thank th thanks, Fabian. Really appreciate it. And so thanks. for for all of the uh, the listeners. Um, just to give you a bit of feedback and, uh, and information on peer-to-peer uh, -peer partners. We're the, the ones that host the P2P podcast. We're, uh, we're a consultancy in the area of, uh, of co-cell enablement, and we help uh, cloud software 
companies build out their their partner programs uh, specifically uh, training and coaching and uh, bringing on the most appropriate um, technology and, and doing scoping and requirements uh, specifically for for partner co-sell enablement and, and and building out your building out your partnerships that way so anything we can do uh, to, to help you feel free just to reach out to us uh, we'd be happy to, to chat and uh, and help you uh, any any way that we can so uh, to everyone that's uh, been listening to our podcast throughout 2019, we really thank you for that. And uh, we do really wish you uh, and your family the best uh, of the season. And uh, we know we'll be uh, hearing from you and, uh, and chatting in the new year. So thanks for, for joining us and uh, all the best to uh, everyone. Bye for now.